On 11th March 2020, when WHO declared COVID-19 as a pandemic, majority of performing artists thought IG Live was the alternative to offline gigs. What was not understood in the beginning was that now we are part of this attention economy and we are now in direct competition with Netflix, Hotstar, Amazon Prime or other YouTube celebrities. In this week's episode of our podcast when we met, we talk about how COVID-19 has affected India's music scene. My name is Pawan Rochwani and this show is produced by Platform for Artists and is supported by all our community members. A small announcement before we begin this episode. On 26th July, that is Sunday, we are hosting a workshop on email marketing for artists where we are talking about how to build your email list and start communicating to your fans or to your audience through a newsletter instead of being dependent on these social media algorithms. The link to the workshop can be found on our Instagram account. It's at the right platform for artists. Uh, probably I'll see you all on Sunday. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello everyone, I hope you all are safe and doing well. Thank you so much for listening to the last few episodes and showing all the support that you guys do through Instagram DMs or comments or WhatsApp or emails or just your Facebook mentions and your Twitter retweets and we we value all the support that you give to this show. This show is still young and needs all the support. So thank you so much for uh, supporting us throughout this journey. When we decided to do this topic, the very first question I had in my mind was to go back in time and understand how did the music industry survive in 1918 when there was a more lethal pandemic, the first world war had just ended and not to forget we did not have social media or Zoom software. But this topic today is not just about how can musicians survive right now or how can music labels release new music, it is also about how can musicians exercise their passion by performing for their fans. And how the music scene will be for us as listeners because I get introduced to new music through offline gigs or maybe when a friend recommends. And if you are a frequent listener of this podcast, you know how much time I spend reading and researching for each episode. And for this one, I probably spoke to more than 50 musicians from across the country through WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or Instagram DM or just phone calls. And I still feel this topic is so vast and complex right now to even summarize how COVID-19 has affected India's music industry. That is pretty difficult. Forget about predicting the future of India's music industry, which is even more complex and uncertain. And right now my aim is to genuinely present some facts and then you guys form an opinion on how India's music scene is right now and probably what the future will be. But let me give you all a quick timeline of the year 2020, which started on a good note. The first good news that came in this year was on 27 January when it was announced that Mumbai will remain open 24 hours and probably it meant nightlife economy will be growing. That means more money will be coming to artists and more gigs uh, across the country. Around the same time, 30th January was when the first case of COVID-19 was registered in Kerala. A student who had returned from Wuhan University was tested positive for COVID-19. But little did we know that there will be a pandemic declared in the coming days. And for us as a community as well, the last offline event that we did was on 2nd February 2020 in Bangalore when we launched our book Unread. 
and when we came back to pune around 5th or 6th february we were already reading articles about how airport security will be strict in mumbai and some other international airports in the country as soon as we entered march 2020 we saw a few more cases across the country and not, and now not just in kerala this is where we started to second guess about hosting and attending live events i think probably the last offline gig that happened in india was of pratik kuhar's uh, show which was on 7th march and after that all major gigs were cancelled or postponed or just not answered what will happen especially all the holi bash parties and holi parties across the country uh, because i very very well remember that on 9th march the prime minister had announced that he will not be attending any mass gatherings and there will be there will be no events across the country uh, on this festival holi was on 9th and 10th of march and covid-19 was declared as a pandemic on 11th march this is where it all stopped from here onwards you must have seen probably hundreds of people going ig live from their account or facebook live or youtube live and we as a content consumer had this explosion of content thrown at us while we were also working from home washing utensils cleaning our rooms and at the same time hoping that we don't get covid-19 and we survive this pandemic so basically now the musicians and artists were not just competing with other musicians they were competing for consumer time with netflix hotstar google facebook because now every creator was a competitor in this attention economy a lot of things happened during this time some people decided to do paid online gigs but the technicalities and other consumer behavior challenges did not prove to be very fruitful and probably hundreds of people did a webinar on quote unquote future of music industry which kind of summed up to the same point that we are a soft power industry and we will be the last one to open up so let's wait and watch just like a call center support nobody said how much time we will have to wait the worst thing happened when the copyright society iprs issued a vague statement that people doing live streaming gigs will have to pay rupees 20000 and organizers will have to pay rupees 60000 or more which is completely insane and this just makes the rich people in the industry richer and makes the struggle harder for artist we will get to know what the real deal about this is on 26 july so if you are watching this or listening to this after 26 july head to their website but this is a clear example of authoritarianism and capitalist behavior of these organizations who primarily say they work for the betterment of artist This was the broader timeline and in this episode I speak to Gaurav Topkane and the band as we keep searching. Let's listen to Gaurav who is a singer songwriter from Pune. He also released his single Dheere Se in May 2020. You can check out his single on all the audio streaming platforms. You will listen to my conversation with him over a Zoom call from here onwards. Thank you so much Gaurav for joining me in this conversation on how COVID-19 has affected uh, India's music scene. Uh I I know I have been in touch with you in some other other ways but this is probably the first time we are having an actual conversation Formal. that can yeah. be called uh, as a conversation so uh, thank you so much for uh, joining in. The very first question that i want to ask you is and this is also because you know i i saw you were part of the pratik kuhard uh, india tour and this is something that i want to ask because uh, 
very widely and you know majorly the music scene is considered to be as the singer songwriters or this band and you know this producer but uh, when it comes to about big festivals like nh7 sunburn or any any small uh, city based uh, festivals as well the yeah. production people the crew manager the light designers are the real backbone of putting that and pulling that entire show uh, and, and in that amount of time so i really want to know from you what is something that is going on in the light designer and the back end of this entire festival and the and these people who are production designers and crew managers what what is the scene for them during this pandemic situation so first of all thank you so much for like thinking of me to have like for joining this conversation and i want to give shout out to you guys for like starting this conversation with different people of different areas not just musician not just the singer songwriter like uh, the past few episodes i have checked out like you have been talking to some great people and which they are sharing some good ideas with you guys which are helpful for everyone not just the uh, one platform or something but yeah so uh, kudos to you so the question uh, is really interesting because no one is thinking about them like people are thinking about them but no one is talking about them and uh, no one is figuring out how we can help them out yeah as you said that for a, a weekender or for a supersonic or for any any of the festival or even the college festival say for the college festival also you hire a vendor for a sound uh, team you hire a vendor for light team and for these guys everything is dependent upon the live shows nothing else apart from the live shows or if they are uh, in contract with few venues who hire sound and light every month with yeah. uh, from them so for these guys right now it's very difficult times because it's been um say four months that last gig has happened like my last gig with pratik was on 7th march in mangalore and uh, that's it like it's been like more than 4 months now and uh, as the situation is getting uh, very tough right now uh, i'm not sure like when the scene will be back with even like 30 40 people um, to go, gathering together and have like so i think that right now what we can do is like i had a conversation with uh chimet toast boys when chimet toast boys before a while about this that like apart from the band apart from the four piece band you say there are more than 100 people working for that band show at for a one hour show probably from two days before the show starts basically so for them no one is considering how they are suffering from it so what we can do is probably um we can uh, get in touch with the companies who hire such vendors or uh, who are in touch with uh, basically people who are daily wage workers who work on daily uh, basis for the shows and we can basically do the charity man because if you have like good amount of money of not like even say good amount of money but if you are settled and if you can help out at least one person like say if every band also four people band three people band decides to uh, basically help their light engineer or their sound engineer or a vendor who they continuously work with 
that can also be really helpful for everyone because there are a lot of bands in india overall lot of singer songwriters in india maybe if we all can come together and start talking about this and start doing something about this it would be great firstly um spectral management uh, who manages uh, handles booking for local train and chimetos they have started this thing where uh, they have started a campaign with uh, together for tomorrow which is completely focused on this where they are helping out uh, people who are affected uh, due to covid basically the backbone of the scene basically everyone light engineers sound engineers and the good part is everyone is joining them like starting from beni dayal to ritwis to nuclear like everyone is supporting this this cause not just by posting on social media but uh, they did a gig like uh, recently i guess uh, ritwis and nuclear and one more um, zn or someone they did a gig together and the fund from that was going to the people who are affected from it so something like that where we can contribute in whatever way we can for these people because uh, scene is not going to come back for a while for sure and yeah. it's a i think reality. i think this is a very noble thought because uh, you know say it or not at least for the next 6 months or probably 10 to 12 months the actual big festivals and these big gigs are not uh, going yeah. to happen so probably this is a great and a noble way to uh, just support the people who have always helped us Uh, you know perform better and have that great uh, stage setup and that audio setup uh something that i want to ask you uh, moving from this is that uh, what do you think an agency or a talent management company you know do in their capacity to help their artists or in general not just their artists or let's say for the whole music scene what is something that they can do for their artists to you know help them survive and also not just survive by meaning music but also how to financially survive because uh, you also are an odd pops and you know you you have been active in organizing gigs and everything else not just you as a singer songwriter i i see you hold this uh, multidisciplinary uh, skills no, that no, you have so no, what what do just, you think it just it just me throwing out my hands at everything i can probably um the thing is that's a great question to ask because uh, with a like talent talent management companies or the artist management companies right now they have artists with them like for me also i am i have been programming few gigs in pune and like around bombay bangalore with a uh, few pune based indie bands who i'm helping out to uh, reach out to more people rather than just sticking out to some two or three venues in the city so right now in these times what an agency can do or probably is my thought probably i can i can't say that these these yeah. things they have to do but probably uh, these times the traction on online thing has been increased like apart from instagram live the consuming of the content has been increased because everyone is at home everyone is free probably apart from their working hours or something so they are grasping a lot of online content right so for an artist uh, for a singer songwriter say if he has some like 4000 followers or something probably if 
the agency starts something for these 4000 people maybe a newsletter maybe uh, maybe a zoom call zoom conversation just to interact not not to play a gig or something like that yeah. but just to interact because these are the times when a singer songwriter and artist can get in touch with the people because they can't do it in live like i can't perform and people can't come to my show and then after the show i can talk to them like what did you like what did you not but if i start something online where i can focus on my artist uh, fans or followers to get in touch with them and to uh, like thoroughly have a conversation with them that what kind what kind of uh, thinking moved you by listening to this particular song or uh, just having some interactive sessions where you get some 50 people on board for a zoom call and just throw just ask them to throw some words and just you can come up with a song with them so by something like this even the fans feel like uh, being more attached to the uh, artist basically because now you can have a direct conversation with them probably or probably for agencies they can just uh, they can do a branding thing with lot of brands who right now everyone is working on online thing where like insider or book my show they are doing lot of shows with the artist on separate platforms then there are facebook groups which uh, agencies can tap on like just create a facebook group where there are it's a lock facebook group it's already happening like such gigs are already happening where like i have 30 people on the facebook group and i have a google form where you have to fill in if you want to attend the show and i'll send you the link of the uh, gig link video link and then only you can join in if you have submitted the google form there is basic fee of 2000 200 or 500 rupees depending upon the artist and the organizers but then these kind of stuff you get more people involved with you listening to your songs probably and having a conversation is more important rather than just belting out songs is what i feel because for the artist also what what he has been doing for the whole life is just playing out songs and saying thanks after the song or just saying probably a two liner story about the song but if a person is trying to get in touch with the artist just about asking him what kind of uh logic went behind composing this song or this album or something like that which is interactive and which is informative also where fans can get an idea behind what made him write this song or something like that or probably what pratik did right now with the kasur video like he created uh questions like five six questions and just ask people his fans to react to them while reading the question like just read the question and react to the question and just captured all the footage from more than say 500 or 400 people or something like that and just pasted it on 3 minute of video 4 minute of video which looks beautiful but now with that the agency or pratik uh, these guys are getting mad response right now because now that one video is out now people have started doing their own versions of the song but they are doing their own videos with their own questions like think about your first love think about your first school experience like something like that and now these guys are getting 
like minimum five to ten with new videos of the same theme every day. Mm-hmm. So it's reaching out to people. It's getting wider. So yeah. something like this, which is very innovative, no one has done this before, where the song is playing and your front uh, camera is on and you are just reacting to the questions. It's very different. So something like that, which will pull more crowd to you, rather than just playing out to people on Instagram or maybe Zoom call or something. I hope that conversation gives you a little insight about how the majority of music scene is going right now because all the people who are called the backbone of these festivals and these offline gigs are probably the most affected during this pandemic. Let's move on and let's listen to my conversation with Udipan, Adiraj and Robert from the band as we keep searching. You will listen to our conversation over a Zoom call from here onwards. Thank you so much guys for giving me your time on a late evening but I am happy to do this conversation. Me and my close set of friends are big big fans of As We Keep Searching and I have not told them yet that this week's podcast episode will have them uh, as the artists and as the guests so when I when they get to see this on social media they'll be like oh why did you not tell us we also had some questions <laughs> and things like that so uh, thank you so much for joining in uh, all three of you I am going to cut the small talks because you guys are already famous and well known so let's let's cut that small talk uh, <laughs> I want to ask you the first question and which is something that I've observed a lot during the lockdown is uh, there are some musicians who have said that, no, we want to postpone our release and postpone our album release and things like that. And there are some musicians who have said that, no, this is probably the best time to release an album and to release your song. So uh, Sleep, your album was released in like early pandemic days. And I'm pretty sure you guys must have had certain plans about how do you want to promote this? How do you want to release this? What would be the post-release gigs and performances happening? Uh, but tell me what was something that you all planned, but then did not go through. And then you had to adapt it to the COVID-19 situation, uh, how this is. Uh, anybody who wants to start? Anything? Yeah, so I can start with this and like probably Adhiraj can join me over the time. So uh, there was no such consideration about COVID or uh, there was no such uh, trouble to us while releasing sleep um, related to the lockdown or any other situation because our plan was never to take the album live, first of all. And uh, our plan about uh, releasing the album was for February and Mm -hmm. uh, Unfortunately, Adhiraj got sick and that's why we had to delay our uh, production and everything uh, around the album. But it just fell in the right time. And when it just happened, we released it. We didn't think, oh, the moment is right, how people will be taking this album. And over the course of release, we realized that people actually enjoyed the album and the music and the whole concept just fell uh, I think like it did justice to the whole agenda behind releasing that album. And the delay happened because of Adhiraj. So I think like Adhiraj would be the right person. to. Yeah, talk I don't about. know. I, I think uh, it's one of the things that just fell into place. I think there was another band. I think it was Haken, who uh, maybe like a month or maybe it was Jan or Feb, they were putting out an album. They wrote an album called uh, The Virus. Something. It was basically something to do with 
uh, a pandemic and I, I'm not fully sure what the name was, but same similar thing happened with us where it was like, we wrote an album that would be relevant to a pandemic and what people might go through to a pandemic, but it wasn't necessarily planned that, oh, you know, we're going to put it out and when people are going to be locked up at home and they're going to be able to find solace in this music or whatever. It just all kind of fell into place. And yeah, one thing led to the to another where I fell sick thanks to touring and uh, that delayed the album. And I I got well. And then suddenly it was like, boom, like a week later, we had a pandemic on our hands. But um, I don't think there was any uh, active effort to kind of um, change what we had already planned to put this out. Um, in fact, we kind of went ahead exactly how we would have. Um, and maybe it would have coincided exactly with the day, say, COVID got declared a pandemic if it wasn't for me falling sick. Um, in fact, the delay was because I was sick. So yeah, um, it's just one of the things that fell into place and <laughs> couldn't, have, couldn't have asked for it to have happened any better. Robert, and if luckily, you want to add something. Morning was done. Sorry. Yeah, Robert, if you want to. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll say it. So there's this one particular instance I can remember where we had to uh, sort of change our plans because of the lockdown specifically. So there were these couple of short films that we were uh, making uh, for each of the songs in sleep. And uh, this, the video that we tried to make for the song Sleep Again that we were doing that with uh, Gorky Patwal and uh, another videographer. And it was right in the middle of the lockdown. It had just started and those are the days we had planned to shoot. And uh, uh, I, I think it was Gorky who came up with the idea of just shooting yeah. it in the room and stuck in. And the entire music video, if you go to see, is just the entire day from start to end of just the guy, what he does during the day, especially when he doesn't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. So it was just one of those last minute things that came up that actually fell into place. Uh, it was like the... freshly brewed coffee, that <laughs> video. <laughs> <laughs> so all this kind of coincidentally really fit into the place according to the pandemic. And uh, is do we call this as coincidence and luck or what? Nobody knew in this band or in our generation or even my folks, nobody knew what a pandemic <laughs> is. You know, like nothing coincidentally happened for sure. But And, and uh, how were the performances? Uh, did you guys have some performances and gigs lined up, uh, you know, post-release or no? How, how did that change? We did have performances lined up, not specifically for the release of the album. But yeah, a lot of it has in irrevocably been changed for the next one year. So. I mean, the funny thing is because that's why it's like even more points to the fact that this all fell into place. So Sleep wasn't an album which is going to have a traditional post-release live touring cycle because it wasn't an album that was it's geared towards a live yeah. performance. Yes, we considered the fact that, okay, yes, some of these songs may translate well live. Not in context of like, oh, we definitely have to put it, but more like set breakers where in parts of like a very heavy set, it would be nice to have some bits of sleep come in and kind of be more like, you know, a palette breaker of sorts. But yeah. um, I don't think there was any traditional live touring cycle planned around sleep. But yeah, obviously, like any other artist, it was still a fairly peak season in terms of touring. And then it just yeah. kind of completely yeah. fell we apart. Were, we were still touring with Rue. 
we were still yeah. like all the march shows were planned before do so yeah. we were already promoting the last album yeah so so i know that when sorry, sorry, yeah robert robert, robert go ahead go ahead completely unplanned there was nothing about this album that we had actually decided ki okay this is what we want to do at the end of the year i mean our agenda was entirely to promote an, an album we had released just a few months before that but because yeah. it all felt right with everybody so we ended up making it and once we let one of it Yeah, yeah. So, so I know that when you know a band is touring and there are so many gigs happening, you kind of gain new fans, and there are more listens happening on Spotify or YouTube. Uh, more conversation around that music happening on the internet and things like that. Uh, but uh, you know, pandemic did not have live gigs and uh, these things. And at the same time, something that was contradictory to. uh this data set was when spotify and tencent music entertainment released their numbers that we are we are seeing an increase in subscribers on the music platform so very contradictory when it comes to uh, these points but i want to know from you guys how has the music consumption by your fans been for sleep compared to ru uh last year how has the music consumption by your fans i'm going to let uh I'm going to let Rips take the sleep consumption bit but honestly um I think for I I speak for the rest of us here as well it didn't come out as a surprise to us that you would see an increase in like Spotify subscribership or same goes for Netflix or whatever like people during a lockdown and a quarantine situation want content and art is what everyone turns to so you know I think it was expected at Netflix and Spotify and all your uh any streaming to be honest would just gonna, was going to uh, you know see an big upscale um, in terms of subscribership so yeah but if you can take the the rest of the question yeah regarding sleep definitely this is the most streamed album uh, from our discography and that has to do with the music itself because our album was dedicatedly made for streaming and it is supposed to be a streaming album and that's why it did way better than all our past albums in terms of streaming while if i have to talk about uh, the overall numbers of uh, all our songs being streamed it went down over the course of like 15 to 20 days after the lockdown was announced it went down and i read articles and i read lot of other things over internet where i got to learn that yeah it has like the whole streaming numbers have been going down but the subscribers were increasing so there was there were there was like some weird uh i don't know what the statistics were but uh, subscribers were increasing but the streaming numbers were decreasing but uh, the social media presence was increasing so uh, all put together i think like everyone was engaged so that is more important and especially to have a new album to which people can relate to was a uh, was an added advantage to us while i think uh, i would say like sleep has definitely done better than all our past albums in terms of streaming alone okay okay so talking about this internet engagement and numbers itself how do you guys kind of dodge this uh, 
irony of social media algorithms that you know uh, when when we are releasing something new when we are putting out a content you really want to reach out that content to all your fans but this social media algorithm really doesn't allow you to reach uh, your entire audience i mean it has its own uh, algorithm game uh, but i what i really love about as we keep searching content and whole communication also is that you guys have a separate uh, community and a fan club and you know you all communicate uh, and your promotional and your content things are also really you know i would say uh, very professional and it has its own unique style uh, and when this pandemic started i think every artist majorly whom i was seeing in my circle they wanted to move towards the ig lives or let's say zoom gigs uh, and things like that which were initially very much free but then they also moved to doing paid uh digital gigs on zoom or twitch or anything that you you know have to say uh so what does as we keep searching as a band uh believe in when it comes to these new kind of performances do you think you will adapt to it right now or maybe in future what do you guys believe in mm-hmm. in this new forms of performances hmm who is going to answer this i'm going to answer with like maybe like a more technical perspective on this but as yeah, musicians yeah. i think you guys should first like take okay, the question head on yeah, as I, as a I musician know you, you know yes. yeah so uh, we did think about uh, being active on social media in the first two days of announcing when the lockdown was announced because that was the panic which was answering all our doubts but uh, then we realized we have always been active on social media paid content or interaction or any engagement related stuff because we were constantly touring we have released uh, films for each song of sleep and we have over the course of our journey we have released so many documentaries so many things online so we have always been there with the pace but uh, when things were a little panicky and the lockdown came into existence the uh, we did get uh, bored by the fact that there were a lot of live sessions and there were so many other artists who have never were never active on social media to that level suddenly got like um, uh, too active and uh, that cluttered the whole feed and we discussed it like everyone uh, uh, spoke about it and so we never thought about going uh, full power with our social media uh, plan change so we stuck to whatever we have been doing and luckily we had content like all the songs from sleep and so many videos already shot and uh, we shot like two live videos from our road tour last year so everything was there we had plans for 3 months and we just stuck to that while uh, about live shows and stuff i personally feel like uh, which adhiraj can elaborate later i personally feel like uh, instagram live is only for singer songwriters and uh, i don't see at least my band going live on instagram anytime soon because of the technicality um yeah i think there's there's a couple of sides to this one maybe from a pure like listener perspective um and i'm going to talk about myself as a listener and i think the rest of the band is pretty aligned on this as well is that if it's a pre-recorded 
live thing that's been happening quite a bit where in the sense like people have um, say recorded a song a band has recorded a song but everyone played it at their respective pads and then you know it was put together and put out as a video like a quarantine session or whatever that's something that necessarily didn't interest us because it's like well you could watch a play through video and just listen to the song you know how does it help if you're just watching someone you know play along to their parts but in their bedroom with like a zoom camera i mean whatever like a webcam used for zoom calls or whatever so i don't think we were necessarily very interested in that now the second bit about pulling off a show which is truly live which would be say um everyone's performing it live on the internet it was just from a technical standpoint not possible to especially in terms of like data transfer speeds and also having audio sync perfectly in a situation where say all of us we keep searching were at their respective houses and live they were playing or jamming together um what we've noticed is either you know if you could get the audio to be perfectly in sync the video would just not be synced with the audio and that was very distracting for you know yeah. we so we've seen a couple of live performances like that and it was just like it's something that didn't interest us because it, we were like okay if we ourselves aren't going to watch that then why should we do it and put our fans through it you know you want to do something that's engaging that's truly creating a sort of an emotional experience for fans even if it's from the confines of your house so that's the reason why we've i think not considered doing the whole instagram live thing one thing which which in india is still hard which at some point might still make sense to do it is if we got all the boys in one room you know put a couple of cameras on and then they were playing it live and it sounded as one well. yeah. there was like a live interaction between the band and you could watch it without sync issues and you know stuff like that that would be cool i know a lot of bands in the west did that i know there was a uh, the post rock channel did a full performance where the bands were playing live on a stage with full lighting and everything that's something that's still i would say interesting but i think we're a long way off in terms of also the cost to yeah. pull something like that off um you know and of course uh, handling all the technical um baggage that comes with it and just i want to be honest with it it's not just that thought put together but we were uh taking this whole moment very comfortably in terms like the moment the lockdown was announced the first one week was a little bit of panic and then we all went to our zones of like okay time to take a break and let's chill let's put our phones off and stuff like that you know so we never thought about oh what do we do next what do we do next and stuff like that yeah just a sort of small sub question to what adhiraj was saying that if we can you know bring in the band in a location and then you know record it and then stream that performance uh, i think something of this sort was happening in bangalore when the number of cases in bangalore was a little less and yeah uh, right now it's pretty uh, heavy uh, but in the beginning this was happening and somebody tried this in bangalore uh what they couldn't really pull off is the number of ticket sales for that gig uh do you think if if even if this is possible because i'm not sure when will the live gig scene and the whole uh offline events in scenes will be active do you think uh you know even if we try to do this as you as a band uh performing in a location and then live streaming that will that be good enough for the listeners and also will it be financially decent enough what do you think <laughs> man it was financially hard enough for indie bands to sell tickets in an actual venue asking people to buy <laughs> tickets to an online show is just uh taking it a step too far but i'm going to i'm going to let rips tackle this question <laughs> before i 
make more jokes i i have watched so many uh, interviews where people are talking about the future of live music yeah, yeah. i think no anyone knows so i would not say anything regarding it but uh, definitely we are in a place where everyone is exploring into opportunities and uh, but opportunities whatever people have been doing like take for instance social media people have started becoming bored of it you know like people are already bored of those instagram live and stuff like that so obviously they they won't sell tickets similarly uh, there will be i think like there will be at least 2 to 3 years where people will be experimenting all these things of like different forms of digital live events and stuff so uh, let's hope that something comes out uh, profitable for everyone if you're a musician here are four things that can give you a little hope first during the spanish flu in 1918 some of the most brilliant compositions were written during that period because musicians were in isolation and they could focus on their music entirely and in the famous words of pablo picasso without great solitude no great work is possible and i think as artists we could definitely use this time to upskill ourselves or just keep practicing at home right now second in november 1919 musical america predicted that the new concert season would be of record breaking proportions and majority of their festivals and tickets will go sold out now this might be a little contradictory to the 2020 pandemic that we are in right now because we are not in complete absence of music and art as compared to 1918 uh, we still have spotify youtube and all these streaming platforms where we can listen to music so not sure how this will work out for us but this is a little ray of hope third when there is no bollywood music coming in this is great time to use this period to launch your new album or new single and i think this is something that uh, both the artists and both the conversation that we did on this on this episode uh, sort of also you know said that it's a great time to release your album and it's a great time for indie musicians in india fourth which is more like a suggestion and not uh, like a ray of hope which is dissing is something that doesn't work in the long run yes it will give you the internet attention for a while but then you're always known as the person oh yeah you had this trithwis right during the pandemic so not sure how effective dissing can be if you want to try out uh, just for the sake of the internet attention i wouldn't really suggest that and it's better that we avoid that just to have a healthy culture and healthy scene this was all on the topic of how covid-19 has affected india's music scene i am pretty sure there are so many things that we could not talk about in this episode uh, but uh, i am happy to chat with you all over dm or over email because there are a lot of things that i read and a lot of webinars that i personally attended uh, in the past few days in the in the past few weeks about this topic which which might be a great way for us to have a conversation thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast when we met when we met is available on spotify google podcast apple podcast hubhopper anchor gana or any other podcast app in the world but more importantly take care stay safe the lockdown might be lifted but the danger is still out there